Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> ah, hello there. So thankful to see you've returned to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. You've come on an auspicious day indeed. Of course, this is the holiday known as Thanksgiving, a day to give thanks for all the blessings in our lives. And you've caught us at a very special time as you are the guest of honor at our Thanksgiving festivities. If you'll follow me here to the back of the showroom, we have a, a bit of a conference room, if you will, that we have set up with a large table. We have a, a roast turkey and all the fixings. And as we open the door here, you'll see a, a grand feast and all the guests have been waiting for, well, they've been waiting for your arrival as well as our manager and proprietor of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. What, you're telling me you do not hear nor see the guests that have been waiting for you? Well, I promise you, they are there. And we are glad you're here, because as we wait for our owner, manager, and proprietor of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, I thought it would be very festive and timely for the holiday to talk about some of the bizarre and horrific ways to celebrate this day of thanks. So have a seat. I'll begin to carve the bird as we take a look at chilling Thanksgiving fare on this Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop Thanksgiving special. So Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays from the time I was growing up. It was, uh, you know, a time to get together with family, enjoy some turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy, and probably one of my favorites as a child, and even now as an adult, uh, a big slice of pumpkin pie. But uh, the thing about Thanksgiving for me, it just always felt lackluster after Halloween. Halloween has always been uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite holiday, just because of all the, the frights and the scares and all the scary things that happen during that time of year. Even Christmas, when you get into Christmas, Christmas is a traditionally a time of joy and Santa Claus, but it's also a, a time of ghosts and spirits. You know, that was the thing uh, back in the olden times. You would gather around the fire and tell ghost stories. That's why it's in the song. And then, of course, you get some, uh, you know, not only great uh, horror films that you can enjoy around the holidays, uh, like Halloween, probably starting in the mid-70s with Bob Clark's Black Christmas, you started to get some of those Christmas horror films and Christmas frights that uh, that you could enjoy uh, around that time of year. And it, it really kind of fit in, but Thanksgiving's kind of uh, sandwiched in the middle of these two times a year when when really the ghosts come out to play and there's really nothing scary about thanksgiving uh unfortunately i mean i'm, I'm sure there's probably some uh somebody out there with a social conscience that uh is far superior to everyone else will probably tell you the horrors of the first thanksgiving and all the atrocities that one side has done to another but thanksgiving in and of itself uh, not really a scary holiday. So there really haven't been a lot of horror 
fantasy and science fiction based around Thanksgiving. I mean, especially fantasy. Fantasy's tough because usually fantasy involves uh, another world, another realm. You know, most uh, most things happen in thing, places like Middle Earth or Crying or or some of these other Dungeons and Dragony, Westeros worlds that aren't our world, so they would uh, adhere to our customs and our holidays. So you really don't get a, a lot of holiday specials based in in fantasy worlds, but but it does leave room for science fiction and definitely horror. Uh, there just hasn't been a lot. Now, in recent years, I think we've gotten a lot more Thanksgiving uh, horror films out there. Uh, some done a lot better than others, uh, but most of them not the greatest. So we're going to kind of talk about some of my favorite ones. There are some that are just ridiculous and camp and uh, you know maybe maybe worth a watch if you just want a good laugh but uh, we're going to talk about some of my favorite things uh thanksgiving centered uh, to watch around this time of year especially if you love horror fantasy and science fiction now there's a lot of tv series out there especially uh cw series uh the cw with a lot of their superhero series and some of the regular series, uh, but but the genre stuff, uh, they always like to do holiday specials. And Thanksgiving is no different. You know, you've got uh, some holiday specials that you know you can go check out if if you want to check out some of these. Uh, of course. Supergirl had a Thanksgiving special. The ambush episode of Smallville is a good one. I always liked that series. Charmed had a Thanksgiving special. Uh, the Flash had the Oh Come All Ye Thankful uh, holiday special. Uh, there's a Thanksgiving episode of the original Quantum Leap. Of course, Quantum Leap has a uh, reboot out right now. If you want to go check out the classic, it's, it's Sam going back to when he was six years old. And it's all set around Thanksgiving. Also, there's a Heroes Thanksgiving special. I believe it may have been in the last traditional season of Heroes, not the Heroes Reborn season, but the season uh, before that, uh, they did a Thanksgiving special. But one of my favorite episodes of a, a series uh, that revolves around Thanksgiving is Amazing Stories. Of course, Amazing Stories uh, Season 2 came out uh, I believe in 1986. The second season came out, and there's an episode, episode number 9, was called Thanksgiving, and it is probably one of my favorite episodes of Amazing Stories. A lot of my favorites come in the first season, but that second season had some real gems as well, and I think uh, Thanksgiving is one of those. It stars David Carradine and Kira Sedgwick, so already you've got a really good cast, but Carradine is the stepfather to Kira Sedgwick, and they live out in, I believe, Nevada, New Mexico, somewhere out in the desert, and they're trying to dig a well. And, and David Carradine's character, uh, the bottom falls out and he just makes it out barely. And they end up sending rope down to see and a, a flashlight to see how deep this, this hole goes. And they find that there is something living in the bottom of this well uh, that feels almost like either some sort of ancient civilization, some sort of ancient alien civilization, because the flashlight they tied at the end of this rope, uh, when they pull it up, they find this note in this bag. The flashlight's gone, but there's this like fur bag, and they open it up, and it's full of very oddly shaped piece of gold. 
So David Carradine runs off to town and Kira Sedgwick is, you know, supposed to just not do anything, uh, but she she doesn't. Uh, you know, she's a teenager and she ties up a dictionary and a piece of ham and she sends it down to this hole and she gets a note back and they uh whoever's down in this hole these whole people as she calls them uh they've apparently learned our language instantaneously from this dictionary and write a note saying uh our scholars have deduced that this is ham very tasty here's payment and what else do you have and the payment is a bag of gold and jewels so she keeps, you know, sending things down. A couple chickens that they have in the refrigerator they're going to have for dinner. She sends those down and they send up a note saying, we've deduced these are chickens. Very tasty. What else do you have? Here's payment. And it's more gold and jewels. So... When David Carradine's character comes back, he has more flashlights. He buys a bunch of these cheap little uh, flashlights and sends them down. And when they pull them back up, uh, all these flashlights have bite marks in them. And this note says that uh, we've deduced that these devices are flashlights, something like not very tasty, uh, no payment included. What else do you have? So David Carradine feels slighted by this and decides he's going to go all commando. He gets all doll up in his uh, military gear and goes down and he's going to teach these these whole people a lesson with his rifle and his flamethrower but the kicker at the end of this is when he comes back up Kier Sedgwick sees him and there's a there's a piece of metal on this harness that they send him down and it's all flayed and spread out and he almost looks like a, a turkey it looks almost looks like the fan tail of a turkey and she's asking him are you okay he's not responding she pulls his mask off and a bunch of these jewels and gold fall out and she finds out that it's all his clothes stuffed with jewels and gold and there's a note that falls out that reads uh we have deduced that this is turkey uh very delicious payment is enclosed what else do you have so these these creatures uh somehow uh mistook david carradine for a turkey and and essentially ate him uh it, it ends in a very um light way with the ending theme music as as amazing stories had but it's such a dark ending <laughs> You know, the the music all is all light and fluffy and do 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 and that's not how the theme goes. I can't remember how it goes, but it's it's all very light and orchestral and fun and you know, the, the kind of music that you would feel after watching a good feel good story. But this this is not a feel good story. This is such a dark and grim story about a man being eaten by some sort of creature, some sort of alien beings down in this hole in the earth and and it's one of the things i love about stories like these is you get a little piece of a story and there's a bigger story to be told uh this is a story that i would love to see more of uh maybe it probably wouldn't have done it justice to see more of it maybe that if we see more of it it would explain too much and it would just kind of lose its mystique and lose the creepiness so i'm okay with the fact that we just got this little story but it just again it's one of those stories that leaves you to wonder what else could happen what are these things down in this hole that that have this really weird gold and really weird almost alien looking jewelry ancient aliens uh what's going on in this hole who are these people and you know they haven't gone anywhere they're still there what's Kira sedgwick's character going to to do 
with these people in this hole? What are they, when are they going to decide to come up? It's just, it's one of those stories that you get a little slice of it, uh, much like a pumpkin pie. You get a little slice of it, but you wonder, hmm, how, how good is the rest of that pie? So that of, of all of the, uh, Thanksgiving themed episodes of TV series, that is probably one of my favorites. And I don't even know if I should count the episode of Star Trek, Charlie X, as a brief reference to Thanksgiving and, and turkeys and stuff like that. I think Captain Kirk wanted the uh, cook to make a meatloaf in the shape of a turkey. So I don't even know if I should count that. But uh, Amazing Stories, uh, Season 2, Episode 9, Thanksgiving. Hands down, one of my favorite uh, Thanksgiving-themed episodes of, of a TV series. Now, of all the movies we're going to talk about, I would have to say the one movie that I wanted to see or wanted to like the most is the movie we never really got. It's a, an Eli Roth fake trailer. Uh, he did it for the movie Grindhouse. And, <laughs> of course, in between segments, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, they did these or, or had other directors and, and themselves did these fake trailers to movies. Now, some of them went on to become movies like Machete and things like that. But but there was a, a trailer that Eli Roth did for a movie uh, called Thanksgiving that you watch this and it the trailer almost plays like a short film. But I love the story behind it because Eli Roth, you know, such a huge fan of 80s slashers and horror like, you know, Black Christmas, Halloween, Silent Night, Deadly Night, April Fools, My Bloody Valentine, all those uh, holiday-centric uh, slasher films from the late 70s in through the, the early 80s. And I remember hearing the story about how like he and his friend always wanted, uh, you know, every year for a Thanksgiving slasher film to come out, and it just never really happened. And he decided that, you know, uh, we don't have to make the whole movie. We just need to film the best parts and put them together as a trailer. And they did that for this Grindhouse movie and one of these fake trailers that, that played in between segments. And if you watch it, you can find it on like YouTube. I think that's where I watched it last. If you want to rewatch it, if you don't want to watch Grindhouse, uh, you know, the movie in and of itself, if you just want to watch this Thanksgiving uh, trailer. Uh, you can find that on YouTube, but it's so it's so good uh, because it just it looks like that old grainy uh, with the little flaws and imperfections, like an old mid seventies. It almost feels like the trailer or or. Even like the film itself, uh, Black Christmas from Bob Clark. I know I've uh, referenced him a couple times now, but uh, it, it's so fun. It plays like a great slasher. It's got all of this crazy, you know, beheading. Every every scene that you see in this trailer either has uh, titties or a beheading. Uh, maybe sometimes both. But it's just everything that slasher films in in that era in the in the late seventies in through the mid eighties. Uh, it's what they were all about, even into the late 80s. I mean, we were still, uh, before it became taboo to have too many boobs on the screen or, or too much uh, destruction and, and mayhem and viscera on the screen, you, you still got that in this. And it was such a fun, it's it's one of those fake trailers that I almost wish they would have done the movie. Uh, you know, the trailer is done a little campy. 
ever so slightly campy. It's over the top. It's it's supposed to be a spoof. But I think if there was going to be a legit, scary Thanksgiving horror film, this is the one I'd really want to see. And, and too bad we just got this like fake trailer for it. But uh, I, I remember watching uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff when they were making this because they filmed it in like uh, the Czech Republic and all these all these people from the Czech Republic are, are the extras and, and the family members and stuff like that. And and the, the one scene at the end where the, the killer pilgrim unveils the turkey and it's some guy uh, all done up like a, a Thanksgiving turkey. Just some of the behind-the-scenes footage of like the old lady. She just doesn't know what to make of this all. And she doesn't speak English. And it's just, uh, I got to imagine, it was probably traumatizing for the poor Czech Republic folks and probably quite entertaining for Eli Roth and the rest of the crew. But unfortunately, the Thanksgiving fake trailer was the the great Thanksgiving horror movie that we never really got. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that we haven't got some decent Thanksgiving horror films. I mean, there are a few films out there, but they're more based around the Thanksgiving time of year. Uh, Christie from 2014, uh, Seance from 2006, Escape Room from 2019, I mean, uh, Boogeyman from 2005. They're scary movies, but they're based around Thanksgiving. They don't really have a whole lot to do with Thanksgiving, the holiday though. And unfortunately, a lot of the Thanksgiving-centric films that are about the holiday uh, in and of itself just aren't that good. I, I think there's a there's a problem with horror movies that if we can't do it very well because we don't have a budget, we don't have the budget to do uh, a really scary movie with great special effects and great uh, actors, we're just going to do it campy and tongue-in-cheek and make it a horror comedy. And that's, uh, I like horror comedy as much as the next person, but sometimes it can be a little much and it can come across like really stupid. Uh, the, the, the one movie I that always comes to mind when I think of stupid horror movies, can't be stupid horror movies, but especially with it, when it comes to Thanksgiving is the movie Thanksgiving about this possessed turkey that comes back every 505 years and it tortures these vacationing, uh, Thanksgiving break vacationing couples college students it's just horrible it's so bad and when I, the first scene uh you, all you see is a pair of boobs on the screen i like boobs as much as the next guy but when, when that's the first thing on the screen i'm like oh this is this is not going to be a very high quality movie and it's not because the acting's horrible the script the dialogue is just abysmal i I, there's no excuse for bad dialogue in a movie unless you're trying, <laughs> unless you're trying, unless you're not either not good or you're trying to make it campy and schlocky. But there's no reason you can't have better dialogue. That's one of the first rules in writing is write how people speak. And there are just some movies that just the, the, the dialogue is so extremely bad. The next movie we're going to talk about that's Thanksgiving centric is is a little bit better in quality, but. The dialogue is just horrible, but but Thanks Killing is one of those where just everything feels like exposition, and everything sounds like a conversation that no two real living human beings would ever have in in the history of humanity. Now that being said, it is <laughs> it is funny. 
uh, and not in the intentional sense. It's funny because it's just so bad. It's one of those bad, I, I can't even call it a B-movie because that would be giving it thanks killing a little too much credit. C, D-movie. It is campy horror and it is ridiculous. You know, you've got this hand puppet for Turkey that talks like somebody from the Bronx. I, I just, it's, it's ridiculous. And if you and your friends or you and your family want to have a good laugh and the kids are in bed because there's a lot of, there's some gore and there's a lot of boobs, you might enjoy this movie. If you're not looking for serious scares, if you're just looking for something to, to goof around and joke about and kind of do the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing and just kind of make comments about the, the movie as it's playing with your buddies or, or your family, then this might be the movie for you, but you might want to check out Thanks Killing. I believe you can watch it for free on Tubi. That should have been my first red flag is that when I went to rewatch it, because I'd seen it a while back and I, I wanted to rewatch it just to make sure I wasn't missing something. And like, where can I find this thing? And I found it on Tubi. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's why it was on Tubi for free. Now, the next movie we're going to talk about that is very Thanksgiving centric is The Last Thanksgiving. It came out in 2020, uh, came out to just as COVID was was going on. So uh, luckily they got this thing filmed before COVID hit. But it's kind of along the lines of Thanks Killing in that it's just not very well written. Uh, the dialogue is really horrible. It's slightly better than Thanks Killing, though. I will give it that. Uh, the dialogue is slightly better, even though it's still bad. The acting is slightly better, even though it's it's not great. But it does have some moments. Uh, that's the one thing I like about this movie is that it does have some moments where the actors have like real dialogue between two people. So it, it has its moments where it's actually, you know, like I said, the dialogue's not bad. The story's not horrible either. I think it's an interesting idea for a story. I just don't think it's done very well. But this family of cannibalistic pilgrims, uh, their bloodline goes way back to a fictitious character that was the woman who essentially did all the cooking for the first Thanksgiving. And they attack and eat people who don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And they come across a a diner, a little restaurant diner, where everybody is working on Thanksgiving. So, ipso facto, nobody's celebrating Thanksgiving at this diner, so they're going to take them for their meal. And it's one of those movies where, like I said, the dialogue's pretty shitty for the most part, but it does have some, some interesting moments. The kills are pretty schlocky and kind of over-the-top ridiculous. Like, this one guy gets a whisk shoved into his eyeball and it's kind of stupid <laughs> there are some really stupid kills there's some really stupid aspects to the quote-unquote horror but then there are some moments where i'm like this if it was treated just slightly different if it was portrayed slightly different or filmed slightly different it actually could be pretty scary there's this one character he's a big hulking guy he looks uh like 
one of the actors that played Leatherface, only instead of a leather mask, a wearing a pilgrim's mask and a pilgrim hat. Uh, he's supposed to be some sort of deformed uh, brother in this family. He was actually, there were some moments uh, where this character was quite scary because he didn't say anything. He never said anything. He's just kind of lumbering and, and lurking around. The other siblings in this cannibal family uh, talk too much. And Jesus, you just wanted... You wanted somebody to kill them, not so the the good guys win, but just to, to shut them up uh, because they're quite annoying, especially the the one brother, Kurt Brimston, I believe, uh, played by Matthew McClure. Uh, Matthew McClure didn't do a bad job with the character. The character is just a stupid character and, and, and written with too much dialogue to be scary. Now, the effects in this are, some of them are pretty schlocky and some of them are pretty weak as far as special effects go but then there are some that are actually kind of effective uh there are some beheadings and some uh you know decomposing uh, corpses that pop out of places that are actually quite gross uh so if anything this movie what it lacks for in story and what it lacks for in actual real scares and what it lacks in real dialogue to make this movie even somewhat believable, it makes up for with some some pretty gruesome and not terribly done special effects. I, probably the special effects and the, the body horror and the dismemberments and decapitations, those were probably some of the most interesting things about this movie. Now, the next Thanksgiving-centric movie we're going to be talking about is from the Into the Dark series of movies on Hulu. Of course, Jason Blum uh, was one of the executive producers on this, this film series where they take a particular holiday and do a, a movie about it. And in the second season... There's a movie called Pilgrim. I believe it was the second uh, movie to come out. Uh, November 1st, 2019 is, is when this uh, came out. It's about a family who invites a historical reenactor, a pair of historical reenactors, uh, pilgrims, to help them uh, understand the real meaning of Thanksgiving. And then these reenactors, uh, a little too dedicated to their craft, and decide to start uh, torturing and killing people uh, because of their lack of faith in Thanksgiving or, or some such stuff. Now, this movie, it has its moments where the dialogue isn't great, and it has its moments when the acting isn't great. But for the most part of any of the, the Thanksgiving movies we're talking about, this is probably one of the better ones, better acted. It has Courtney Hengler who plays uh, the mother in this. Of course, you know her if you've ever watched Cobra Kai. She is uh, Daniel's wife in that TV series. But the acting is is pretty good. Rain Edwards plays the, the, the daughter, Cody, and she does a really good job. Peter Giles, as the, the main reenactor, Ethan, does a really good job. He comes across very sinister. Uh, he just, even, even when he's acting nice, he just has a creepy air about him. And then, and then when his true colors start to show through, uh, you know, he really plays the menace of this character and the situation that he's putting this family in. 
But I really like this. It was one of those movies where I, I'm like, okay, I, I know how this goes. They're going to fight this guy. And and in the end, they're going to understand that they really should be thankful for all they have. And the whole family's going to live happily ever after. Uh, mom, dad, uh, daughter, and son. But it, it didn't really, I mean, it kind of ended like that. Uh, but not without some casualties. I was really kind of surprised that uh, Kerr Smith, who plays the father, Shane, dies in this. I mean, somebody should die. It's a horror movie, for God's sake. But I, I just had a feeling that this was going to be, you know, have one of those happy kumbaya endings where all the all the main players uh, live happily ever after. But, you know, this is, this is a family that's going to be changed afterwards because dad is dead. And it's just... Uh, it was it was a movie that I I wasn't sure how much I liked it. I'm glad I watched it when I was done watching this movie. Uh, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. And and it's one of those movies that the more and more I think about it after the fact, I enjoyed it probably a lot more than I I thought I was going to let myself when it was all said and done. Because like I said, not a great movie, but compared to some of the other Thanksgiving themed movies that that are out there. Pilgrim on Hulu is not that bad, and I'm glad I watched it. It's probably not something I'm going to go back and rewatch, but if you're looking for some Thanksgiving horror, uh, that really is a, a good place to go. And then the final movie we're going to talk about, not really a Thanksgiving movie, but it does tie into Thanksgiving, of course. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner, once it's all said and done, everybody's first thoughts after taking a nap and watching a little football and getting that second helping of pumpkin pie, uh, everybody's thoughts turn to Black Friday. And that is the final movie we're going to talk about because, well, Black Friday does kind of play more into a Christmas because that really Black Friday is kind of the start of the Christmas shopping season. Black Friday and Thanksgiving are so ingrained in one another because, you know, I my my TV. I bought that uh, Thanksgiving night because Best Buy had a an early Black Friday sale. So my now wife, then girlfriend, and I went up after Thanksgiving dinner to Erie, Pennsylvania, to the Best Buy, and I got my my flat screen TV there. So really, Black Friday, while it does kind of play into Christmas a little more, uh, it does, like I said, have itself ingrained in the Thanksgiving holiday. And the movie Black Friday, which came out last year, uh, it was uh, it was such an enjoyable watch because of all of the actors they had in this. Of course, you have Devin Sawa, which, you know, you know him from Idle Hands, Final Destination. Of course, most recently, he's been a part of the new Chucky TV series. So it's really cool to see him. Uh, the incomparable Bruce Campbell as the manager, Jonathan, uh, does a fantastic job. There's a lot of other great B characters and character actors in this, a lot of them that you've seen. But it's it's such a fun movie to watch because, one, it's got kind of a commentary on the commercialism of of the holidays and you know but it's it's not overdone i don't think it's like in your face as much i mean it's it's right there front and center at the beginning of the movie but they don't base the whole movie around this uh, there's a little bit of science fiction with uh meteors and some creature from outer space and and they kind of blur the line between alien takeover and zombie movie and that's really what you get at the heart of this 
I love it because there's a lot of callbacks to some of the you know the two main stars of this Devin Sawa. I think there's a an Idle Hands reference. Uh, there's a lot of influence from the Deadites and the Evil Dead movies, of course, with uh, Bruce Campbell being a part of this. Some of the some of the zombie alien infected people kind of have a Deadite feel to them. Uh, but it's it's such a fun movie and it's one of those horror comedies that I don't mind because it's got humor in it but some of the humor is kind of written jokes but some of the humor is just in how these actors portray these characters and the the comedic timing that they have to be able to say a line that's not necessarily meant to be funny but the way they say it it comes across as funny so it's it's horror comedy that I'm kind of usually on the fence about most times, but it's horror comedy that I think was done quite well. And to be able to take a time of year, and Black Friday is not even really a holiday, even though it's tied into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and to be able to, to do a movie around that, uh, it's it was such a, a fun idea. And I don't expect a glut of Black Friday movies out there, but uh, I'm glad we got this one because I think this is a good representation of what a movie about Black Friday should be. And I like the ending. You know, the, the good guys win in the end, but uh, they won the battle, but did they win the bigger war because as our, our main characters are driving off, having just defeated this this monster that was created from all the different uh, people that were infected by this this meteorite, this alien, whatever it is, uh, you see off in the distance uh, these other giant monsters uh, that have formed at other places, and you know that the battle was won, but the war is not over. And again, another one of those movies where uh, you're seeing a small slice of the story, but you know there's a bigger story to be told. Does that mean they're going to do a sequel? Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if they did a sequel to this. I haven't heard one way or the other whether one is being planned, but I could definitely see them expanding this story. I don't think it needs it. I like, like I said, I like open-ended uh, movies where it just kind of gives your mind a little room to wander where the story could go next and let you dream on that and and you don't really need it told to you what happened next but this movie uh i, I don't know how well it did uh i know it's gotten mixed reviews but i also know like at one point it was like one of the uh, like in the top 10 most pirated movies in november of last year so uh, a lot of fans i think like it and i think it's one of those movies that if you're a horror fan i think you should watch it i think it's a fun movie to throw on if you're with friends or family that like horror uh, or or like comedy even i think it's a fun movie to throw on on Thanksgiving evening, if you don't want to watch football, the teams don't to make any difference to you, or you just don't like football in general, uh, throw on this movie if you, you love horror and, and sci-fi, and I think uh, this is going to be one that will be fun for, for the family to watch. Some language, uh, just cover the kids' ears. So there you have it. That's my look at uh, some of my favorite things to watch around Thanksgiving. There's not much, uh, but there are some things that I haven't talked about that maybe we'll talk about them next year. Uh, things I haven't had a chance to watch that maybe would have made this, this it's not even really a list, but this 
uh, grouping of things that uh, that I've enjoyed, or maybe I haven't even enjoyed, but still, you know, it's it's on task when it comes to Thanksgiving and something you could watch if you want to lower your standards a little bit. Uh, but then there are some actually uh, some good things to watch out there uh, if you like horror and science fiction, uh, even fantasy around this time of year. And who knows what's going to come out in the next, uh, you know, 12 months. Uh, we may have more than I think to talk about when we do this next year. But I want to thank everyone for for tuning in and listening to my thoughts on some some fun stuff to watch uh, in genre around Thanksgiving. That's one of the things I'm most thankful for. You taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Uh, you know, it's my wife has to listen to me prattle on and on all day long, 24-7, 365, and God bless her. But but you go out of your way to listen to what I have to say, and that I am I'm most humbly thankful for. So that's that's one of the things I'm most thankful for is you taking the time to listen to me. Thankful uh, for the opportunity to to do this podcast and be able to talk about the things I love: horror, fantasy, science fiction, television, movies, books, comic books, what have you. Anything that has to do with with those genres. That's that's what I love and. And to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you about it, uh, that's another thing I'm really thankful for. So I uh, thank the big guy upstairs for, for giving me uh, life for the past year and look forward to another year. And, you know, we'll do, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm acting like this is the end of the year, but no, we've still got plenty of time left in the year to talk about horror, fantasy, and science fiction and to do our year-end wrap-up once we get closer to that. But but do want to thank everyone for, for being a part of what we're doing here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So check us out on Facebook, posting uh, trailers and articles to all the things going on in horror, fantasy, and science fiction that I find all over the internet at my two cents. Uh, like I said, you can check us out on Instagram as well. And wherever you listen to this podcast, please download it, subscribe to it, follow it, whatever you got to do. Uh, share the podcast with anyone you know that loves horror, fantasy, and science fiction. And of course, what uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, uh, please leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. And we do appreciate that. I am thankful for that as well. So, until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha.